0: Episode number 24 of Facilities 5 and Dime, brought to you by Smart Church Solutions. I'm here with you once again, Nathan Parr, Facilities Specialist with Smart Church Solutions. Happy to be with you and connecting again. Thank you all for being with us on this journey, this ride. Appreciate uh, several of the new listeners that have uh, logged on and started listening to the podcast. Welcome. Uh, if you haven't caught up uh, with what we've put out, the 23 other episodes, I encourage you to do that. Check it out. Uh, As always, if you've got some ideas of things you want us to talk about, things you want to hear about, or people you'd like us to try to connect with and share a little bit with, feel free to reach out to us at info at smartchurchsolutions.com. That's info at smartchurchsolutions.com. Or you can reach me direct at Nathan at smartchurchsolutions.com. We'd love to hear from you this week uh, we're going to have a little fun it'll be a little shorter uh, but that's okay uh, sometimes I just, just want to talk a little bit i was reminded this week uh, about two two areas that as facility stewards we are all probably intimately familiar with we deal with it all the time uh, there's a few things that 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 i just want to talk about kind of uh, if you if you know the reference something that kind of grinds my gears so we're going to talk about that today so uh, sit back, a couple little things, they, and they kind of connect as uh, everything because, you know what, a facility connects. So first thing, I hope you all are doing okay. Uh, truly and honestly, uh, as we all are getting gear, getting ready to gear back up to something, uh, return to some type of school, be it online, be it a blended, or be it in person, it can be scary, it can be nerve-wracking. Uh, I mean, I'm having to fill out forms for my kiddos, you know, how do you you want to attend or how do they want to attend and I'm thinking, I don't know, (laughs) do do any of us really know? Uh, And I hope and I'm confident everybody is working and trying to do the best thing possible to keep everyone as safe as possible, Uh, sanitizing and cleaning and disinfecting and one positive that we should all kind of be happy about is I think everyone is learning the importance now of washing hands. Uh, and that's just awesome, simple thing, but wash your hands, wash your hands, uh, keep it up and uh, don't touch your face, don't touch mine either, you know what I mean? Uh, you pick your friends and uh, you pick your nose, and, but you can't pick your friend's nose. I think that's how it that goes, right? Uh, so we know not to do that anymore. And that's great and that's good for all of us. And uh, So there you go. And, and now when I don't like to hug uh, and, and get real close to people, it's okay. All that aside, uh, I, I know it's crazy, um, so know that uh, as, as a team, I know we all are praying for those uh, that we come in contact, that we work with this, I know as a church body, uh, Big C Church, I know we're all praying for each other, I know as your family, you're probably praying to reach out together. other. So I want to encourage you to continue that. Uh, find your peace, find that stability uh, where it is found, and that is on the rock, um, And so he's bigger. Uh, God is bigger than all of this, uh, and it didn't take Him by surprise, and there is hope in that. So I hope that you are anchored, uh, that He is your anchor, and that no matter what storm uh, tosses and throws us around, that we remain anchored in that hope. Uh, And if we can ever pray for you for something specific, again, you can reach out to us at info or Nathan at smartchurchsolutions.com, we'd be be honored uh, to be able to lift you up. So that being said, let's jump right into a couple things. So the first thing I want to talk about is something that we all use, that we all see, and probably is one of the biggest things that can help encourage people to return to your facility or turn them off from coming to your facility, and that is restrooms. Um, We've all got restrooms. It's one of the big deals. Um, With coronavirus, with COVID-19, we've had to consider some interesting deals, like sealing off, you know, blocking every other urinal or toilet trying to keep it clean how do you how do you go through because it's an area obviously that people all go through uh, and it's always been an area that that has been critical to keep clean uh, so with with covid and all, all those things it's, it's becoming more interesting so what is my pet peeve what is what is my thing so not only in the facility i used to manage but in facilities i visited doing condition assessments or even as a guest Um, Not typically as a guest, but usually when I'm I'm there on business, uh, I'll go into restrooms. I don't find it in the men's restroom as much, but I will find it a lot of times in the women's restroom where I walk in and the first thing I see when I open the door is a couch. And not a plastic, easy to clean and sanitized couch. I'm talking, you know, the poof couch that you see uh, should be in grandma's parlor, but no, it's in the restroom right there when you open the door Uh, or you, you have one of those restrooms that has a sink area, and then another doorway into a series of um, commodes, and then you open that series of commodes, and there's old choir chairs or leftover extra choir chairs sitting in there. I always ask, why? Why are is this furniture here? And the answers I get are, are usually, well, you know, in case it's full, so some people can sit down while they wait. Stop it! Just stop it! That no no we don't need furniture in the restrooms we don't end of story period stop we we don't restrooms serve a function a function that everybody does we know that think of all of the restroom equipment in a normal restroom what's what's something that they all have in common i'll give you a hint solid surface easy to clean okay we don't have a fur covered commode this isn't the 70s we're not putting carpet on the floor and if you are old enough or you remember that i do remember i even looked at a house when we were looking at some new houses here went into the restroom and there was carpet all the way up to the toilet are you kidding me come on we all know carpet around a toilet is nasty same thing putting fabric furniture in the restroom. I, I don't care why you think you want to do it uh, or some do it. Well, sometimes women come in there and they need to uh, feed uh, their child. Uh, okay. Full stop there. No, we're not doing that. We should not be doing that at this day and age. It doesn't matter how old your facility is or how new, if you're going to have a nursing room, it's not the restroom. If you're not going to bring your potluck dinner into that area to eat your own dinner, don't have a mother. Take her child in there to feed. Create a space. Find a room. Make it happen. Okay, it's not that hard. It's not that difficult. You find a nice room that can be quiet, that is temperature controlled, that you can adjust the lighting up and down because sometimes you want lighter lighting. And you provide that space for nursing. And make sure there's a changing table and a good trash can. Not the restroom. And I've been told, oh, but, but it makes it look prettier. Do we really want people spending more time in the restroom? Is, is that really kind of our focus? I don't think so. I hope not. And if people are wanting to spend more time in the restroom than out fellowshipping with the church body or, or being in service, we've probably got bigger issues and, and making a pretty restroom isn't going to fix it. So can we just stop? Just stop putting the furniture in there and the women's and, and even the men's. Oh, I've got, got somewhere to, I've got to put my Bible. I understand. I get it. There's, there's things you can buy shelving. And if we put shelving and mount it to the wall or, or something we, we need to take care of. And, and this is kind of the second part of this, this little uh, discussion rant, however you want to say it. Let me go into, we need to be aware of the guidelines for how far out something sticks out of, from the wall from a certain height off the floor to a certain height above the floor. Um, from our favorite three-letter word, ADA, accessibility stuff, okay? Um, sticking out too far, it can impede traffic. Someone can run into it. And you think, well, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to run into it. You're not blind. And and that's why we, we don't put stuff there. And you're not mobility challenged. And so you may just be fine. But those who have mobility challenges, those who have accessibility challenges, that's an issue. And if we're going to be open, we should be open to all, accommodating to all, and that's one thing we can do. If we need to have a place to set a Bible, you know what? Put a series of shelving over there by the sinks or right outside the restroom door. If we can't trust our Bible not to get taken, when we go going to the restroom, we got some issues, right? Uh, or if you're there with somebody, hand your Bible off. Always make sure. That the hooks are on the back of the door especially in the women's restroom because i understand they bring in a purse they bring in a bag i get it make sure those hooks are there make sure they are in good condition that should be part of your standard preventative maintenance cycle is checking all the hardware in a restroom right not just the latches but all of the hooks all of the uh, feminine hygiene trash receptacles in there uh, in the ladies restroom uh, certain things like that Uh, toilet paper holders in good condition grab bars in good condition and working all of those things we should be checking that and that helps again because i know the ladies bring stuff in hanging off the hooks you're good to go and that's all standard and that's all regulated and there's where you know where you hang that where you put that that's all done if you've got a modern building that's that's been built within the last several years you've probably had a survey done to ensure that it meets accessibility standards if you've got an older building they may not and that's that's common for a lot of us out there is we've got older buildings, older older property that were built prior to the adoption of ADA and and they don't have it and they've got smaller doors and they've got tighter uh, uh, partitions uh, and commode areas. And there's not a whole lot we can do sometimes with the way it is laid out. But we can certainly not continue to add stuff in. When you get plans, when you get a set of plans, when you're building a building and you look at the restrooms, I've never seen a set of plans that had a couch in the restroom. Never. Um, so, dedicated room outside of the restroom, I'm fine with that. If you want a, a foyer before the restroom, if you want a dedicated room, go for it. Go crazy. But once you get into that door to the restroom, keep the furniture out, keep the shelving out, keep the stuff out. There. Now, <laughs> moving on. Uh, trust me, I could continue on that soapbox for a while, but moving on. It, it as we go into kind of the accessibility reason for this. One thing that I look at when I, when I go to all these different places and work with different churches is accessible routes from the parking lot to the building. If someone is in a wheelchair, extreme example, um, and they can only navigate in a wheelchair and they're by themselves, can they park, exit their vehicle, safely get onto the sidewalks around the building and get into the building and go where they need to go modern construction generally have good accessible routes until we add things to mess it up like put benches where we think we need to put benches or move parking from one point to another because we want to do somebody else or designate a bunch of spots on the first row not next to the building but you know kind of across that drive area as accessible parking and then we don't provide you know a marked crosswalk uh, or path or we we put a bunch of accessible parking and we don't have curb cuts an easy ramping uh, I, I was in one place that had about 12 accessible parking spots right next to the building which is where you want them and it was nice except the the accessible ramp was was about 10 foot to one side of the lat end of the row so everybody who, who parked in that accessible parking lot they either had to a step up over a six inch curb to get onto the sidewalk or they had to go to the back side of the vehicle and walk down the drive area to the ramp which is obviously not very safe. So accessibility is a big deal. And during this time when we're slowed down, I challenge you to experiment. Get a wheelchair. Many churches will have an extra wheelchair in case somebody needs it in the thing, but find somebody with a wheelchair, either someone who is in a wheelchair, who's willing to help you out, or find a wheelchair, borrow a wheelchair, and go start from where your accessible parking is marked in the parking lot. And you, in the wheelchair, try to navigate from that point into your building, into the worship center, and into the closest restroom, and into the closest room where you do Sunday school or small group gathering. See if you can do it. See what challenges come up to you. Do you feel safe rolling? Is the asphalt, is the concrete in good condition that you are expected to go across? Is there an opener? I've gone to many, the the last few places I've been, um, there's no openers on any of the doors. So even if their parking is right, even if the ramping is right, they can't open the door. Somebody has to open the door for them. So there's no openers. So check that. And if you have openers, time it. Again, if you're not in a wheelchair, how long it takes the door to open, how long it takes to shut, you may not think about it, but try it in a wheelchair or even a walker. And again, mobility challenge, that timing is important. And you can find how long a door should time. Again, it's all in the standards and regulations. If you need help with that, Shoot me an email. I'd love to talk to you about it. This is a, it's kind of important to me. And then again, getting into the worship center. Do you have an opener on your worship center doors? A lot of times we don't think about that. We think, well, we're always going to have an usher. Are you? Because you're not. And and we don't think for all the times that we think we're going to have it. We need to understand that it's the one time that we need it and someone's gone or the usher is inside the the, the worship center helping somebody or had to go to the restroom themselves. No one's there to open the door and they can't get in. And then again, to the restrooms, we, we go in. So any extra things like some, sometimes I'll see where you enter the restroom and there's kind of a, a little short hallway and then right turn. Again, it's nice to, so you can't look in when the door opens, but many times we'll see a trash can in that corner because people, you know, Hey, we want to throw the, the uh, paper towels as, as you exit. But that turning radius is necessary for someone in a wheelchair. You, you can't, cut the corner in a wheelchair. It's it's a fixed thing and, and I, we could get into the math and do all that fun stuff, but it's not easy. So can they turn? Can you get in? Can you go down and can you access the stall? And then try to just transfer yourself from the wheelchair onto the commode. Are the handrails, do they feel solid to you? Now, someone who is not mobility challenged, okay, you, you can kind of, ooh, well, uh, you, you can get through it. But for someone who needs those, and relies on those, if they are not solid, if they're not good, that's an issue. So these are simple things. It's a very simple thing and I challenge you to, to try it. I, I don't have a full comprehension and understanding because I've never been reliant on a wheelchair. I have talked to several uh, with families with special needs and from just others that are in wheelchairs because of mobility issues. And I've had an opportunity to talk to several of them and, and to get a better understanding of what it means to, to not be able to navigate, to not be able to bring your child easily into church uh, because there's no van accessible parking spaces anymore. Someone who, who didn't need a van accessible, they were legal to, you know, they had the, the placard to park an accessible spot, but they didn't have a, a need for the van. So for the family who does, it's very difficult. You, you've got to stop in the middle of the, the parking lot to offload your passenger who is in the wheelchair. And then you got to try to find a place to park, then come back. And and the whole time, if you don't have somebody there, if it's raining, you get it. it. It's, it can be a nightmare. So those are just things, simple things that we can do, especially now. It's a great time to just take that run, see, and make sure. Are you accessible? Does it make sense? Does your accessible parking make sense? Is it clearly marked in the parking lot? What the route is? Is it easy to navigate? Does it, does it work? That also means as you're testing that restroom feature to see if you can get in, if you can't, and if your restroom does not meet ADA requirements for accessibility, be very intentional as to what sign you have on that restroom. Because if it doesn't meet ADA standards, it should not have the signage on there that has the wheelchair on it as a restroom. Uh, Because again, if if it's not accessible, it doesn't meet that standard. It shouldn't have that sign because when someone who sees that sign who needs those accommodations and it's not there that's not cool okay so make sure that is correct as well and so for those older facilities that, that don't that don't have it or wasn't done what can you do well sometimes it, it's a matter of giving up a uh, gender identified restroom and make it, it a unisex so that you can take out um, one of the fixtures uh usually it's it's a men's restroom that gets uh, converted to a a unisex and an accessible one Uh, and you and you take out the urinal and you just have the single toilet and you make sure you've got the grab bars and you make sure you've got the correct sink with the with uh, the opportunity for for someone to roll underneath it and and everything at the right height Uh, and you can do that and just that that's an option uh, and some will say, well, we're, we're taking away one of the... Yeah, we are, and, and that's okay. Uh, we can do it. And we'll survive, and, and it's the right thing to do. Um, and, and finally, one last thing. I love seeing changing stations in restrooms, baby changing tables, little flip down things. I love, love those. Uh, if you have them only in your women's restroom um, and not your men's, uh, correct that as soon as possible. There, there was nothing that irked me more than the not being able to change my children's diaper because there was no changing table in the men's restroom. I had to do it out in public uh, or out somewhere instead of being able to do it where it should be done because they didn't put it in the men's restroom. Okay, we're past that. Men and women are both changing diapers. So make sure you've got it in both. But don't just throw it in the accessible stall in the restroom because by putting that on the wall, you may encroach. Uh, on the space requirements if you're very tight. Now granted, when they flip up, they do not stick out past the wall uh, more than four inches, four and a half inches, which is fine with an ADA at that height uh, as far as as not being an obstruction. But just pay attention. So if you've got that, and and again, adding extra things, anything extra you add in, Potentially impacts accessibility. So we need to be very intentional about what we add and what we don't. Uh, And please, 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 if nothing else, if you hear nothing else that I've talked about in 24 episodes, take this to heart. Keep the furniture out of the restrooms. Just stop it. Keep it out. That is nasty. Don't put it in there. Because I guarantee you, ain't nobody sanitizing that like they should, and who knows what's hiding in that fabric. That's just gross. So keep it out, keep it clean, keep it safe. We thank you for being with us on this episode of Facilities 5 & Dime, brought to you by Smart Church Solutions, where we focus on your facility so you can focus on your ministry. We're happy to be a partner. We want to encourage you to continue to check out and uh, sign up through any any of your podcast providers. We are listening to all the directories. We hope that you're hitting it so you get notified when we have new content. We hope that you have signed up for our Facebook group, Church Facility Management Solutions. Search us on Facebook groups, Uh, request to be a member, and we would gladly have you on board and connect with facility stewards across the nation as we connect, talk, and communicate. uh, And keep... Keep your eyes out. We will be hosting our first ever virtual conference more than likely this year, and we hope for you to be a part. We'd love to get your input on that as we put it together, and hopefully, we'll be able to transition at some point to an in person conference. But obviously, for uh, uh, um, the way it is right now, we're going to do virtual first, make it easy, and, and make it attend. So we hope to see you on there. And again, if you need any information, additionally, Additional information, extra resources, access to tons of great content. Check us out at smartchurchsolutions.com. We've got tons of free resources there. You can sign up for our blog that goes out, and we are glad to connect, share with you, and to be on this journey with you. So thank you all. Have a wonderful rest of the day.